0: Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to episode 126 of All About Fitness. This episode is a brief, quick fit tip. I want to bring you up to speed on a couple of things happening with All About Fitness, a couple of things I'm working on, and kind of give you set up for a couple of the episodes that will be coming up here in the very near future. First of all, uh, as I've mentioned before in my previous couple of podcasts, I've been busy. I have a new book coming out. The book Smarter Workouts is being uh, published through Human Kinetics, and it goes through some of the basic science of how your body adapts to exercise to make the changes that you want to make. Also, it tells you how to use exercise to be able to enjoy your favorite activities. I'm gonna have a link below to it in the show notes and check it out. It's gonna be coming out in November of 2018. It's gonna be on Amazon, through Mean Kinetics, and a whole bunch of places where you can buy books. So I'm really excited about it. If you've been listening to all about fitness and, and you're enjoying what you're learning, you're enjoying what you're hearing, I try to make the book very, very applicable to what's going on in the podcast, and you also get, let me see, you got three times seven, you get 21 workouts that you can do using only one piece of equipment. So it goes into a little bit of science of the exercise, how you can create your own workout programs, and gives you a number of solutions that you could do at home or in the gym with just a single piece of equipment. So on that note, All About Fitness is brought to you by Sandbells. Sandbells are made by Hypeware. Sandbells are great little sandbags. They're a little bit different than a medicine ball. Plus, you can do a lot of things with them. You can lift them. You can carry them. You can throw them. You can hold on to them, do a number of different exercises. But they're one of the pieces of equipment that I feature in the book Smarter Workouts. You can go to hyperwear.com. That's H-Y-P-E-R, wear.com. Use code AAF10 to save 10% on the purchase of a Sambo for your own use. All About Fitness is also brought to you by Terracore. TerraCore is T-E-R-R-A, fitness.com. Check it out. The TerraCore can be used as a step, a bench, a weightlifting platform, an agility platform. You can do a variety of different exercises on TerraCore, and you can save 10% using code A-A-F-10. Go to TerraCoreFitness.com. And to get some great workout ideas, go to Instagram. Check out TerraCoreFitness, T-E-R-R-A, core, fitness.com for the website and TerraCore Fitness on Instagram. I have those below in the show notes to get some great ideas. Basically, I'm just giving you stuff that you can use at home, If you even if you go to the gym, but you want solutions for the home workout. Recently, Men's Health voted the TerraCore as one of the top 25 pieces of a home equipment that you should own, so check it out. All right, back to the program. So this is a quick fit tip, but I want to talk to you about, and I mentioned this a little bit with some of my guests. You know, for years... Fitness was driven by bodybuilding. When you look back, kind of at the history of fitness, commercial, the modern history of commercial fitness has only been going on since about the late 60s or early 70s. If you want to hear a little great history, check a couple podcasts ago with uh, my guest Natalia Petrozella. She's a uh, professor of American history, and we talked about the role that the gay community, you know, the, the LGBTQ community, has played on the fitness industry. Because in the 50s and 60s. The only people going to clubs were men, the only people going to health clubs or gyms were men scoping out or cruising for other men. The commercial fitness center didn't really exist until the 1970s. And then a couple of things happened. One, a different business model came out, a more kind of easier to apply business model came out. You had a couple of different equipment companies, including Nautilus, come out. You know, Nautilus was run by Arthur Jones, who identified a way to, to grow muscle by isolating all the force into a specific joint or a specific muscle group. So that kind of paved the way, and that also helped bodybuilders like Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the 70s, was when Arnold won his like fifth or sixth Mr. Olympia competition and was featured in the movie Pumping Iron. So kind of all these things, like in a weird synchronicity, all these things happened in the 70s to make fitness more popular. Also, you had Dr. Cooper out of you had the Cooper Clinic out of Dallas, Texas, talking about the benefits of aerobic training. And you had Jane Fonda and some other people starting to do dance aerobics. You had Jazzercise starting out in Southern California. So that all happened in kind of the 70s, early 80s. That really got us to where we are today. And when you look back on it, the first personal trainers, which is my field, I educate personal trainers, the first personal trainers were bodybuilders. You know, I think it was Men's Journal. I'll see if I can find a link to that story. Men's Journal or GQ did a great story about four or five years ago on the history of Muscle Beach and Venice Beach and how that linked to Hollywood and the gay community in the 1970s. A really interesting read. But when you look at it, the first personal trainers were primarily bodybuilders helping people look like bodybuilders. That was the idea. If I want to look like that, i got to hire a personal trainer. You know, in the ensuing years, and it's been about since the late 1990s, I've been personal training since 1998, and it's been about then, probably since about 96, 97, 98, where it has been, you've been able to make a living being a fitness professional, and fitness professional is a catch-all term for a fitness instructor, or a personal trainer, a coach, whatever you want to call. You know, for people that do group workouts, you might call them a coach. If we do a large group, like in a studio at a gym, you know, that might be called a group fitness instructor. And by group workout, I mean like a CrossFit or an Orange Theory workout. You might work with a coach who's giving you more instruction. An instructor is gonna take you through choreography, something that he or she has developed. A personal trainer is one on one or maybe one on two that's giving you a personalized workout. But for years, we've focused, we have focused on muscle. And we have to realize that there's two different types of tissue. Your muscles involved, you have two different types of tissue involved in your muscle. You have the contractile element. The contractile element is actin myosin, proteins. That's what grab across one another. When you generate force, it's actin myosin sliding across each other that's shortening and generating the force. Now around every single individual muscle fiber, we have connective tissue. So in their book, uh, Zatziorsky and Kramer identify and also Sif and uh, Verkashensky identify the contractile element, which is actin-myosin. And then you have the non-contractile or the fascia, the elastic component of muscle. Every single individual muscle fiber has elastic tissue wrapped around it. So when we look at at movement, when we look at, at exercise, strength training where you lift a weight makes your muscle stronger. If you want to make your muscles strong, if you want big muscles, if you want well-defined muscles, you have to lift heavy weights. And ideally, you have to lift heavy weights to a point of fatigue where you cannot do another repetition. That is what initiates muscle growth. However, all strength training, with no training for the elastic tissue or no training for the fascia, all strength training can lead to compensations or lead to imbalances. Therefore, it's important to do some movement training. And movement means you're moving resistance through space. Strength training is when you're picking a weight straight up and down. But if we look at what my friend Michelle Dalcourt kind of coined the term loaded movement training, and you can call it other things, but the loaded movement training concept is now I'm picking up a weight. I'm carrying it through space. I'm moving in multiple planes. Strength training like deadlifts, chest press, squat, overhead press, that's all one single plane of motion, one direction. Weight goes up, gravity tries to pull the weight down very simple that makes the muscle stronger but if you want to make your fascia stronger if you want to make your connective tissue stronger you have to use a lighter weight and move the lighter weight through multiple planes of motion michelle created something called the viper pro that's a great tool it's kind of like a combination of a of a a medicine ball and a barbell because you can move it in multiple planes that's one of the reasons why i love the sandbell and why hyper is a sponsor of the show Because a sandbell is a weight where you can move it through multiple planes of motion. And I explain that in some detail in my book. I also have a few articles I'm going to post below in the show notes that go into the difference between muscle and fascia. I did two articles back in 2013, and I just did another article to kind of update that information a few months ago here in 2018. And I also recently did a, a, a webcast, a video webcast for the American Council on Exercise, where I talk about various strategies for training the fascia. If I can find that link, I'll post that below. Because it's very, very important to understand if you're lifting a weight, you're making your muscles stronger. But the way to stay injury free, the way to avoid a muscle pull, the way to avoid a strain, the way to avoid an overuse injury is not only lifting heavy, but moving in multiple planes. You can also start doing yoga, you can start doing martial arts, you can do various types of dance. Because in those modalities, you're moving your body in multiple directions. That's what can help you remain injury free as you age. You've heard a number of my guests talk about that. Chuck Wolf, uh, a number of episodes back, talked about multiplanar movement. Gary Gray is the one who really developed this concept. And Gary and Chuck really looked at the biomechanics of it, and it's been about maybe the last 10 or 12 years. 2007 was the year of the first annual conference, fascia conference. It was a conference of practitioners around the study of fascia and connective tissue. And it's really been the last 10 or 12 years that we've really had a much greater understanding of the role that fascia and connective tissue play and that we should be exercising it differently than we do our muscle, than with normal strength training exercises. So we look at researchers. Donald Ingber out of Harvard has done an extensive amount of research looking at the connective tissue underneath the microscope, and he identifies that even individual cells, even in our body, are comprised of connective tissue that link everything together. Fidus and Schultz in their book, The Endless Web, about 20 years old now, describe the human body as one connected series. We start as a single cell organism and we multiply out from there. You know, we look at practitioners like Robert Schleip and Thomas Myers. They're two body workers, you know, massage therapists, soft tissue practitioners who've really understood, who've really been looking deep at how our body, how the fascia is affected by different forces. The way that Myers describes the body is muscle generates force. Your muscle contraction generates force. It's a connective tissue that controls how that force moves throughout the body. So as you exercise, as you look at different exercise programs, I really want you to think about, are you strengthening your muscle? If you're going away, weight, if you're taking a weight up and down, great. You're getting stronger. But if you're moving a weight in multiple planes of motion, if you're moving a weight in multiple directions, if you're moving in multiple directions, you're still getting fit, But it's not necessarily your muscle getting strong, it's your connective tissue getting strong. That's why I advocate, and I write about this in a number of different things, not just my book, but in blogs and articles. I talk about this. I speak at the SCW Conference Series. That's about nine fitness conferences around the year. Just in the previous episode, 125, was with Sarah Cooperman, the founder of the SCW Series. And I talk about this a lot there. So if you want to learn more about it, check out scwfit.com. You can see when a conference is coming near you. But what we teach about, what we try to teach you, is basically how the body moves and why you should be doing it. Some days, two days a week, you should be doing heavy strength training. Heavy, you know, whether it's a heavy strength or heavy power training, but two days a week, you should be doing really heavy force production, overloading your muscles, getting yourself stronger, generating force more explosively. That's power. Strength is just generating a lot of force. Power is generating force with velocity, moving at speed. Then you want to do those different times for periods of eight to 10 weeks at a time. It's a whole different conversation. But two days a week of heavy force production. Two days a week should be energy system development, traditionally what we call cardio. But here's the deal. If you're breathing, you're doing cardio. Energy system just means you're either doing long-term steady state, you're doing aerobic interval, anaerobic interval, or high-intensity interval training. There are a variety of different ways to do that, but two days a week of your workout program should be primarily focused on your energy pathway, breathing quickly or getting out of breath. The other two days a week should be focused on movement, multi-planar movement. Low load with sandbells, with medicine balls, with the Viper Pro, using TRX. That's one of the reasons why I'm a huge fans of these products. You know, with the exception of sandbells, they're not paid. I'm not paid to, to advertise these. I just believe in them because they work and they're putting different forces on the body. Two days a week, you want to move in multiple planes of motion. I'm gonna have an article below on functional training 2.0 that describes that. So, what I invite you to do as you look at your fitness program, as you look at how you're exercising, think about how you can be a little smarter. You heard Todd Wright, episode, I believe it was 124. I'm sorry, episode 123, Todd Wright, the strength coach for the Philadelphia 76ers, talks about how he uses with professional athletes. We all have the same thought process, all the same approach. And that's what I'm trying to bring you with the All About Fitness podcast. So I've been a little bit busy. I haven't been as consistent with the podcast as I'd like. I've finished up the book that's now in the can that's coming out. I have the Amazon link below. I've been doing speaking overseas, been doing some travel overseas. I have doing a little bit of vacation. I'm working on a great thing right now with my with my new producer, Madeline, Madeline uh, McCormick. We're actually working on the first feature story. So if you're a fan of All About Fitness, in the next few weeks, I'm working on a feature. I've been interviewing different experts on how science is affecting the way we exercise. So I'm speaking with a number of different people. I'm speaking with researchers, I'm speaking with practitioners, I'm speaking with authors, people who've researched and written books about this. But I'm really speaking about how science is really hacking into the way that we move. Or I'm, I'm doing a story on that, so pay attention to that. That's going to be released probably in the early part of November here, but I'm putting that together. It's going to be my first feature with, with All About Fitness, and I'm super excited about that. I have a couple other features that Madeline and I are putting together. going to be really cool. So I'm trying to expand the podcast out besides just doing straight interviews, which I'm going to continue doing. I'm also going to be working on the stories. I'm going to try to get about one story every four to six weeks to kind of take a deeper dive into how our bodies how exercise how fitness affects our bodies. the first one up is going to be how technology is a hacking is hacking exercise and how we're using technology to help us exercise smarter. thanks for tuning in this episode of all about fitness you can follow me on Instagram my Instagram tag is Pete McCall all one word Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram Twitter is Pete MC underscore fitness. thanks for tuning in if you want to email me pete at pete com. It's a pleasure to have you stop by and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.